A couple of things off the land for you. Farmers are worried over this uh, government-led areas of significance to Murray regulation and where it leads. Timaru District Council told you this a couple of days ago, for example, have identified the first 4,000 property owners whose land fits into the five categories of SASM regulations, including cultural landscapes, land-based places, sacred land, waterways and sacred areas. And that's before we get to the confidence levels, and I'll come to that in a moment. Federated Farmers South Canterbury President Greg Anderson's with us on this. Greg, very good morning to you. Good morning, Mike. In your part of the world, this this SASM thing, how worried are people? Uh, it's certainly concerning. It's probably the thin edge of the wedge because it's just death by a thousand cuts of losing um, private property rights. I mean, we've got SNAs, we've got outstanding landscapes, we've got biodiversity, we've got indigenous biodiversity, and now we've got SASMs. And it's just driving the farming community absolutely mad. Is that what we're calling them, SASMs? Yep, SASM sites are significant to Maori. Yep. Okay, SASMs it is. Another, another one of those bloody terms that you've got to look up what they mean. <laughs> Do you know, so true. Do you know what drives it? What, what, when the Timaru District Council go and identify something, do you know how they're identifying it? Uh, well, that's probably the sad... Well, not that it's a difficult thing. They've gone through a consultation process with the local Rūnanga, which is Arafanua, and, you know, not, nothing against those guys. They're just following, you know, what's what they've been asked to do, but they didn't involve the farming community, the landholders, they didn't involve the landowners at the start in this consultation process in identifying these sites. Right. Uh, is there consistency in it? Can you sort of quantify it and go, yep, I, even though I may disagree with it, that makes sense, I can see what they're doing, or is it a bit up in the air? It's up in the air. I mean, I think most farmers are reasonable people, and I mean, if you've got a bit of rock art or you know an old par site or a burial site on your property... I am sure if you talk to that farming family or business that they'll go out of their way to try and look after that site. Yeah. But they're trying to bring in heavy hand of regulation. And then the sad thing is you've got to go through a resource consent, which you know costs money, and then you've got to consult with the local Rūnanga and get a cultural impact report, which all costs money. And that, that was my next question. Is there a right of appeal or not? Uh, well, the problem is with the district plan here, it comes down, I think, you know, I could be wrong on this, but once it's notified, it becomes... Um, it becomes it becomes active, right. and I think the reason for that is there's a bit of concern that people might go and vandalise sites if they if there's a time lapse between yeah. you know notified and becoming law. So right. it becomes law by the way. So you talk about rock art or a par site. So they're very specific things. Uh, is it broader than that? Can there just be areas of whatever it's good and natural significance or whatever that's, and that, that's open to great debate? Yeah. One of the categories is around um, sort of like spiritual and cultural, and, I, and I'm not going to get into debate about that. That's for, for Murray to have themselves. But, I mean, if, if it's such over a wide area, it becomes a person's interpretation, and then it becomes difficult. Yeah. You know, all of a sudden, you've got these rules placed over a wide area of your property, and you've got to pay a lot of money to get resource consents, and you can't... You still have, you still have um, existing use rights, so... And that's probably what a lot of the farming community is falling back on. If you've had, if you've cultivated a paddock in the area or you've farmed it, you're allowed to carry on doing what you've been doing. But if you want to tweak it or change it, that's yeah. when you get into problems. And, and that's the problem. So if you want to change crops or something like that, would that be an issue or not? Probably not a crop, but definitely if you went from, say, um, crop sheep to, farming. Crop to or, cows. Yeah, crop to cows. Yeah, Everyone hates cows for some reason. Yeah. Okay. So be, where do you reckon this ends or ends up? I don't know. I mean, it's as I said, it's a real, it's a, it's just a death by a thousand cuts around property rights. Um, as I said, well, I gave you all those other examples of what we're 
um, fighting with it. And the problem is it's driven by central government. I'm not blaming a lot of the regional governments. No, they're just following instructions. What follow instructions comes down these national policy statements and makes it more and more difficult. Yeah, and then we come up to the farming confidence, which I assume you saw. I mean, geez, um, is is anyone happy in farming at the moment? I hope there is. I hope people are still happy. Yeah, but I mean, it, yeah, we, I don't want to come across as whinge and negative farmers. I mean, things are tough at the moment, you know, and the same as the whole of New Zealand society. Things are tough, but. These things certainly don't help. No, that's the truth. Good to talk to you, mate. I appreciate it very much. Good insight, and we'll get you back on again. Greg Anderson, Federated Farmers, South Canterbury President. For more from the Mike Hosking Breakfast, listen live to News Talk ZB from 6am weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.